Well, hello, one and all. I am Matt Williamson. How is everyone this fine day? As I told you, I couldn't record Friday because it was five hours of radio followed by six hours of travel and was excited to get home. But in the meantime, I have gone through all the defensive combine stuff thus far, and I've got a bunch of names. I'm not going to dig in deep into all of them, of course, but these are the risers. These are the good testers. And what we need to do here is go back to the tape. You know, did they test like we thought? Okay, just kind of check that box. Are they even more athletic, more explosive, faster than we thought? Okay, does that show up on tape? Do they play that way? Or do they flash and we can maybe get them to play that way? Maybe that's the best key. So I'm not going to dig into all these names. I've got like 30 names in front of me. But uh, they're just guys I want you to know that I think are risers. And I'm going to see how they kind of fit in with the Steelers as well. And maybe the most interesting is Braden Fisk from Florida State. uh, I'm starting with defensive tackles. I'm not going to go through everybody's numbers, but if I mention them here, they are extreme testers. And Fisk kind of gets stereotyped as tough guy, hustle dude, and all that's true. But his explosiveness, his testing numbers were phenomenal. He's a little short for the Steelers for a D-tackle, and he has very short arms. So they're going to have to weigh that. Another guy I don't think fits is another upfield penetrator in Makai Wingo from LSU. He was phenomenal tester, but a smaller Geno Atkins type. Um, Byron Murphy fits that as well, but everyone knew he was a star. Texas first round pick. We knew that he was going to do well. But these next two to me are really intriguing for the Steelers. I mean, I'm talking like second round D line, high athleticism, high upside players. Chris Jenkins from Michigan. You probably are familiar with him. He's, his dad played in the league a long time and was great. But Rook. Or Roroho. Boy, that's the best I've done with his name. I usually just ignore it. I just call him Rook from Clemson. But he is long, athletic, explosive, was really impressive at the Senior Bowl. So I think that's a guy that we really need to start warming up to in a big way. Um, Potential second rounder for the Steelers there. And, And he's what they're looking for. He is not a finished product by any you know, gasp of the imagination by any stretch, but interesting dude. So here's two names as well that I'm going to lump together because they're sort of tweeners. They're sort of DN slash D tackles. And both, when you look at their position groups, like you go to NFL.com and you look at the combine numbers, it's like, boy, they're really rough. Well, they're they're 290 pound type guys that are testing with a group of 245 pound edge rushers. So yes, their numbers look quite poor compared to the group they were stuck with. But if I would put them with the D tackle group that we just talked about, Brandon Dorius from Oregon and Darius Robinson from Missouri would both be elite, elite level testers. They're just in the wrong group. Now, you're not going to fool the NFL by this, but you might just, when you start sorting by position groups, go, oh, man, they had bad game or bad days. Not at all. I mean, those guys are extreme testers. I don't know exactly where they would fit in here, though, to be honest with you. I mean, I think the Steelers are going that way more. Yes, they would be a 
D-end in the 3-4. There'd be a sub-package rusher. I just don't know if the Steelers would use a second-round pick on either one of those players, but I would totally understand it, especially Robinson from Missouri, who is kind of a dominant player at the Senior Bowl as well. Great body, all that good stuff. So, folks, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile device. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. And remember, use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. One guy I didn't mention but needed to is Sweat, the massive defensive tackle from the Texans. And like reading different sites and things since he worked out, I see a lot of people calling him a loser because he came in at 366, 366 pounds. I don't see it that way. That's just who he is. That's the weight he carries. And he ran and moved and tested pretty well. So I just think sometimes these guys come to the Moby or Indy and they are what they are. You know, it's like they showed us what they are. They're, they're not trying, you know, everyone tries to put their best fate, you know, foot forward, but Sometimes you just don't fool anyone and you are what you are. And Sweat is a 365-pound, huge, powerful man that I would consider in the second round that dominates the line of scrimmage. Two other dominant-type players that also got miscast with the group they ran with are both the Alabama edge guys, Turner and Braswell. They were forced to work out with the linebackers, but in reality, they're edge guys. So that's not really a fair representation for them at all. Both of them tested extremely well. I think Turner, and we'll talk about two others, are is really made a strong case to be edge one. Braswell will probably be a top of round two player. But this brings me to the Steelers too, is some of these edge guys, and that's what we're going to dig into now, were very happy with how they tested because I think you want as many edge defenders to go off the board as possible in the top uh, 19. And I think Turner's basically assured to do that. Verse from Florida State. I don't see people talking about him today, but his workout was as good as any because he blended power and thickness and strength along with all his explosive testing. I think he definitely would have been a top 10 pick had he come out a year ago. I don't think he's too far off of that now, although the top 10 is much better this year than last year. So I think Turner and Verse will both be off the board before the Steelers pick at 20, which is exactly what you want. And then Penn State's Chop Robinson. Uh, he is not super productive. He's kind of a leaner waist explosive. I mean, everyone's raving about his 10-yard split and his 40-yard dash as they should, because it was phenomenal. But I also think, and I warn you this with wide receivers and corners all the time, like if you're super fast and you go to Indy and run super fast, 
don't reward the player twice. Don't count it twice. And I think a lot of people are immediately responding to Chop, you know, blowing away the competition with his 40 and rewarding him twice. That's his game. That's what he does. He's not a power player. And that would worry me. He's a situational pass rusher. He's Yannick Ndokwe type. People are talking about him like he's Micah Parsons because he's a Penn State. I think that's insane. I think he's much more of an Oway who's a not productive but very athletic guy at Penn State that's coming into his own a little bit with the Ravens. But I think the bottom line for the Steelers is Chop Robinson's not going to be a Steeler. But could he have done enough in Indy for someone to grab a pass rusher and not a great edge pass rush class in that top 19? That would be tremendous. I mean, that would really work out well for the Steelers. And frankly, the more I look at the Steelers situation, I think they could go to 23, 24, 25, pick up a day two pick and still be in the thick of the corner and especially offensive tackle market. But we'll get to that stuff as we go along. Two other names I wanted to bring up as well are just edge guys that did well, but I don't think they're going to be for the Steelers because I think edge is going to be hopefully bring back Golden. You have your starters and Herbig. You know, I've been raving about Golden. But Colorado State's Muhammad Kamara was super productive, did really well at the bowl games. And then Tessa great, ran a four five seven. So he's another guy that's just rocketing up boards right now and or at least being more recognized by the public. And then this well, there's always a guy that's, you know, where did he come from? You know, how does that guy slip through the tracks? Jalix, J-A-L-Y-X Hunt from Houston Christian University. I had never even heard of that school. This guy was one of the best testers there. And I am going to tell you his numbers because he's a nobody knows where he came from type of thing. But he's 6'4", 252, long arms, like about 34 and a half inch arms, big hands, 10 inch hands, gets an 80 athleticism score for them, which is really, really good because his jumps were great, 37 and a half and 10, 8. His 10 yard split was phenomenal, 1.6. And his 40 was 464 at that big. I mean, outstanding. 19 reps on the bench press. Like, he's a perfect example for me. And the edge guys aren't super high on my priority list because Steelers are first and foremost for me. But he's a perfect example for me of, well, let's see what you have to work with. Can he can be a big-time special teams contributor while he goes from a tiny, tiny, tiny school to the league? You know, what's his work ethic like? Is he just an athlete and has no clue what he's doing on the field? But there's so many of these stories and so many things. It's one of the many reasons I love the Combine as much as I do. So I thought you guys would get a kick out of that. That's just the D-line recap, basically, and the best guys there, how it affects the Steelers. I I still have a long list here of linebackers and defensive backs. I'm in the middle of watching that tape. That is the Friday stuff as we speak. I'll knock that out today. Probably watch most of the Saturday stuff live. Definitely will watch most of the Sunday stuff live. And probably have close to a week's worth of content for you guys of combine risers, new guys to keep an eye on. Uh, hint, hint, there's a lot of corners now that I'm really liking on day two for the Steelers. That'll be a tomorrow talk for us. Also, some off-the-ball linebackers that are starting to emerge for me from a Steeler light. So that that's promising. The back seven, I think, is gone well for the Steelers' terms, as did the edge group, because they're not in the edge market. 
and some of these edge dudes didn't disappoint. So maybe they go early or where the Steelers want them to. Um, that's all I got for today. I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Take care. <laughs>